Welcome back to Hindu Insights. I'm Ankur Patel, and with me is president of Hindu University of America, Kalyan Vishwanathan. And we were in a discussion about the paradigmatic differences, right, the differences in paradigms between Western modernity and Sanatana Dharma, Hinduism. And so something that I often think about is what happens next? And I think we all do, right? What are the consequences of my actions in this life? Will it affect me in the next life? Can it? Is there a next life, right? Just thinking about these things. And the law of karma, karma, is what I'd like to ask you to pick up on, Bayanji. Okay. So, uh, you know, so let's take this uh, same idea, you know, one lifetime versus many, many, many lives, right? So in the case of one lifetime only, you only live once, YOLO, right? In that paradigm, what are the consequences of your choices and actions? You know, what, what happens if you behave badly? Like, let's take, for example, uh, Vladimir Putin, for example, right? What are the consequences for his actions? I mean, if he can get away with it, you know, having invaded and murdered and killed so many people in Ukraine, does he have any consequences? What if he just avoids and escapes all consequences? What do you think? I mean, it's literally a war. There are so many different consequences that people are trying to also impose, right? From in this life, economic sanctions and this and that, but... Yeah, but they're not going to affect him personally, right? I mean, see, the it, it is going to affect the people of Russia, but not him personally, because he has enough you know, safeguards around him. Yeah. So how do we then reconcile, you know, what, what is the consequence, right? So we have a problem, you see, that it is possible to be, to behave very, very badly on this earth in this lifetime and get away with it in this lifetime also. And in fact, it appears that you don't have any consequences at all. Okay, so how do you explain it from a Western paradigm? What is your understanding? Well, heaven and hell, right? Depending on how well you do, you earn entry into heaven or purgatory or hell. And that's how the consequences of your actions impact you for eternity in kind of the Western Christian framework from what I understand, right? And then you could also go in harder, right? Martin Luther and his uh, indulgences, or not his indulgences, his criticism of indulgences when people were literally buying their way into heaven through uh, sanctioning from the church, right? And so throughout time and history, these consequences are always manipulated. People are always trying to get away from yeah. consequences or trying to, you know, manipulate the results of those consequences in this material life. That's um, right. That's right. So so let's take one, take these ideas one by one. Right? So the very first idea is this, right? That uh, if somehow, you know, you committed a great deal of uh, hurt and harm, to others, to other people, to other animals, to other beings on this planet, and you essentially behave very, very badly. It would seem the consequences you go is you go to hell. But you can manipulate that consequence. You can intervene in that consequence by taking certain actions, right? And if you did, if you took those actions, right, whatever they are, then you can avoid going to hell and go to heaven. 
so they are permanently so yeah this one life you commit a certain set of finite amount of actions and you experience an infinite amount of either hell or heaven right and you can even manipulate that 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 whole consequence you know so in the catholic uh, realm catholic domain right you could you could manipulate it by uh, you know by following the injunctions of the priests the clergy the bishops the pope etc and you know that's what martin luther was very upset about he uh, he condemned those indulgences as you spoke about and then he came up with the idea of sola fide means by faith alone so let me ask you this if you if you lived really badly and it caused a lot of hurt and pain to others but you just believed in jesus in the end of your life can you go to heaven is it possible is it logical right and you know to to the simple act of believing and having faith you overturn the entire weight of the consequences of your actions in this life belief alone delivers heaven delivers you into heaven see this paradigm unfortunately this way of thinking that you can evade you can escape the consequences you know the in the afterlife is what led to the the you know the the laid the foundations of colonialism no uh, imperialism you know if you mm. you can walk all over the world can dispossess people of their land and property exterminate whole peoples enslave other human beings argue about whether they have souls or not commit all forms of atrocities and to some device some manipulative device you can escape all the consequences you see that is totally uh, contrary to the hindu idea of dharma and karma where basically you cannot escape consequences you may escape consequences in the earthly realm but not in the celestial cosmic realm and so your consequences the consequences of your actions your choices our choices reverberate across lifetimes not only our own lifetimes but lifetimes of our children and grandchildren for seven generations the reverberations of karma can be felt and experienced that gives a different kind of sense of self restraint on how to live on this world you know how to live in uh, in collaboration in cooperation in harmony with other beings on this earth other human beings other animals you know and the whole uh, exploitative orientation where this whole world exists for our consumption that we get to consume and and impoverish this planet so that uh, you know we end up uh, jeopardizing the well-being of future generations why because i want to enjoy my life right now because it's my one life and i don't really care about the future generations you see so this this mindset is the consequence of that paradigm whereas sanatana sanatana means it is recurrent it, it, it is born it dies it 
is reborn it dies again it is eternally present it cannot have a it cannot be extinguished ultimately you know for example right uh, to take a little foray into physics there is there is a in physics there is this idea of the law of conservation of energy conservation of energy and matter of course einstein said e is equal to mc squared matter and energy are interchangeable you cannot really destroy energy it just goes from one form to another form to another form but the sum total of the energy in this cosmos cannot be reduced or increased it just can be transformed from one form to another if that is a case in the physical realm why should beings which are born be exterminated once and for all you know and they don't so they they keep getting reborn and keep getting reincarnated reinstated and the the law that is governing all this the comings and goings of beings on this planet uh is no longer an earthly law it's a cosmic law which is the law of karma and this is what krishna assures us in the bhagavad gita that you know whatever whatever small measure we approach uh, him the the next lifetime we will continue on the path towards moksha and this is an important idea uh, for bringing a, a measure of self restraint on this planet because what is most lacking today in the western paradigm is any sense of self restraint uh, with regards to not only the exploitation of the planet of the earth's resources the depletion of uh the earth and the consequences that it entails for future generations that is the most significant issue of our time and it cannot be solved within the western paradigm because you know you got only one life and you got to experience everything and so exploitation becomes built into the whole cycle of, of the linear movement and progression of time you know, development advancement uh, and so on whereas in the in the paradigm of sanatana dharma in the hindu paradigm you know we have we are we have a custodial relationship with the planet where we have to safeguard it not only for ourselves but for all generations to come in the future because who knows we'll be among them again in the future generations right mm. so in a sense you know this creates a very different relationship with the with the environment with time uh, with the cyclical nature of time and ultimately it it creates a condition in which we're not antagonistically situated towards other peoples mm-hmm. there is a seeking of harmony social harmony you know cosmic harmony there is at the heart of sanatan and before we end but the harmony that sanatan dharma has but these conflicts in the paradigms can again i got to go back to it can it be reconciled or does one have to win out or is it just uh the samsara that we're going to be facing again in in the the struggle between paradigms yeah so it it is for me almost i can tell you it was like an awakening you know, for, to really awaken from one paradigm to another paradigm mm-hmm. that is how the bhagavad gita in fact frames it it is like waking up from night into day you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, personally each one has to uh, awaken to the new to the paradigm of sanatan dharma and we hope that hindu university of america can play a role in that 
Great. Yes, please join us at Hindu University of America. Don't forget to follow us on social media, our Instagram, Facebook handles are study at HUA. Find us online at www.hua.edu. Write to us, go to the contact page, uh, contact us, fill out your information, and we'll be in touch with you. And one last thing I'd like to mention before we sign off is this week's webinar is on decolonizing research methods. So please join us for that as well. This is Ankur Patel with Hindu Insights and uh, Galyan Vishwanathan, President of Hindu University of America, signing off. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. Everybody. Namaste.